It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are seconds away from hearing the daily Locked On podcast you love, but I'd like to tell you about another podcast I think you'll like. Rejecting the Screen, hosted by NBA experts Noah Kozlov and Adam Stanko, features provocative interviews with NBA stars and unique perspectives from around the game. Subscribe to Rejecting the Screen wherever you get your podcasts. What up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. Quick one for you today as we look at potential awards for the dubs coming up this year. And there are two that people are looking at pretty strongly, but there's one that is in the background, and I think the most realistic, and storylines for this upcoming season as well. All that's coming up next here on Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Warriors. Your daily Golden State Warriors podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome in to Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. What's good? Happy Friday, everyone. We made it through another week of no basketball. Well, I guess there was USA basketball, which was... Not riveting, to say the least. But we're getting close, you guys. We're getting close. Late August. I swear we're going to make it. I swear, I promise you. (laughs) But right now, one of the things we're looking at, especially for the Warriors, knowing how just up in the air everything is with them, is just the future. What 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 is it going to look like? What is everything going to look like? What are Steph and Draymond going to look like with D'Angelo Russell? Which is one cool thing that came out uh, over the last week was uh, Instagram post by D'Angelo Russell and then a little video too of him and Draymond working out together. Does it mean they're going to have perfect chemistry? No. I, it probably means very little. But as a, a viewer, as a... Warriors fan, it's something I like to see. The new player, the new, one of the new focal points of the team. You know, it's not just some new role player. It's it's a guy who's going to have to make big contributions. Working out with, uh, with Draymond. I, I like seeing it. I think it's cool. So that's part of it. But we just, uh, like I was saying, we don't know what they're going to be moving forward. And one of the things that has been brought up ever since KD left and Clay got injured and Andre and Sean and just the brand new team that's being put together is not only how hard they're going to have to play during the regular season, but does this bring back, you know, MVP Steph, 2016 Steph? Which one thing I got to say is we might not ever see 2016 Steph again, and I could easily be eating my words uh, by the end of this season. Maybe I'm underestimating him, but there's also a chance that we saw something so ridiculous and so incredibly special in 2016 that we might not ever see it again or not for another 20 years. So would I be shocked if Steph surpassed it? Uh, Slightly. But I do think that, you know, we can maybe slow down a little bit. But you never know with Steph. Never underestimate Steph. But that's been brought up about 
you know, he could win himself another MVP because the truth is they haven't had to play hard during the regular season the last three years. They knew that they could coast to the number one seed and turn it on in the playoffs. And it worked damn well. Two out of three championships. Would have been three out of three if uh, if not for injuries. So we're going to see a higher level of effort in the regular season. So that's one that's been brought up is Steph, MVP, Draymond, Defensive Player of the Year. And part of the reason why people brought that up was because of the contract incentives that would go with it. That if he was Defensive Player of the Year, then he would be eligible for the Supermax. But he did sign a four-year extension for just over a hundred or just under a hundred million dollars. So that takes away the, the defensive player of the year incentive, but on the same level that Steph is going to have to play hard, you know, for 82 games for this team to be a, a playoff team and uh, a contender in the same way, Draymond's going to have to play hard for 82. There's not going to be a lot of, I was going to say lollygagging. That's such a lame term. Uh, games to take off. There's not going to be games where you can just coast through and still get the win. They're going to have to go hard for 82 games, and Draymond's going to have to do it, which gives him a better shot at Defensive Player of the Year because he's going to have to be locked in, where in the last three years, he hasn't had to do that. So those are the two obvious ones, but one that was brought up recently that I find really, really intriguing is Most Improved Player. And... It's tough because in the same way that the NBA will not define what most valuable means, they won't define what most improved means either. So it's up for debate every single year. And the NBA loves that. They absolutely love the fact if they define what most valuable means, then there won't be arguments on, you know, first take and Fox uh, sports and all, all these other shows and networks about who the MVP is or who most improved player is, etc. But as far as most improved player goes, I'm sitting here looking at Kevon Looney and thinking he's got a great shot and opportunity to to wrap that thing up, to bring home a nice award for him and for the Warriors. Now, I'm of the belief that Kevon Looney is just a good player, period. He's not a system player with the Warriors. I think he could do what he does for the Warriors for any team in the league. He's just a damn good player. But he's been monitored that is minutes monitored he's he's only played 18 minutes a game last year now he's not going to double that but he should get at least another 10 to 12 minutes per game this year and if you look at his totals from last year he averaged 6.3 points 5.2 rebounds 1.5 assists i don't think it's that crazy to see him potentially doubling those with the minutes he's going to get the important role he's going to play with the warriors the inconsistency of Willie Cauley-Stein throughout his career. Now, don't get me wrong. I really like Willie Cauley-Stein. I think he's going to be a great addition. But similar to JaVale, there were games where you just wouldn't get anything out of him. If Willie Cauley-Stein fixes that, great. But if we're being realistic here, Kavon Looney's going to have an opportunity to really improve statistically and non-statistically. I mean, he's just a damn good defender, too. But are you telling me that Kevon Looney averaging 12 points, 5 rebounds, and 3 assists is out of this world? No way that's going to happen? I'm not. I mean, the guy's still 23, still learning the NBA, still learning the game. 
I think there's a great opportunity for him to potentially win most improved player. Now, this is all off potential, all speculation, but just looking at it, I was just thinking about the awards with Steph and Draymond, everyone kind of thinking those are the only guys. I think Kevon Looney's got a great shot at this. His role is going to be much bigger. His minutes are going to be much bigger. I doubt he'll start uh, because of Steve's uh, Steve Kerr's affinity for traditional centers, which uh, Willie Cauley-Stein is more of a traditional center. You know, he's at least seven feet tall, bigger, rim runner, etc. But look out for Kevon Looney. You know, don't don't sleep on him. There are other options on the team too. Willie Cauley-Stein, but he's averaged about 12 and 8. So, again, if he averages a much more efficient, you know, 14 and 9 with the Warriors, people will just look at it, well, it's only two points and one more rebound. You know, like I said, they don't define most improved. Uh, D'Angelo Russell is an interesting one in the sense that, do you remember in 2016, people made the argument you could give Steph most improved player. Even though he was the MVP the year before that, the the jump he made between 15 and 16 was enough to say, well, he's the most improved. So D'Angelo Russell, I mean, most likely won't. He, I think his biggest opportunity to win it was last year. But he could, there could be conversations about it in the same way there were conversations about Steph uh, between 15 and 16. I think that's about it. I mean, who else? It would have to be someone like Alec Burks or Glenn Robinson having a huge year. Uh, defensive player of the year, the biggest candidate is, is Draymond. And then Jacob Evans. Yeah, if Jacob Evans puts up a solid year, you could make that argument, but since he really didn't even play last year, it's hard to say, like, you know, a guy improved. And some people make the, the argument that they, they don't like to vote for second-year players because that jump from year one to year two is just kind of assumed anyways. So, who knows? It's a, it's a weird award, but I do think Kevon Looney's got a great shot at it. We're going to take a break, come back. I want to talk about some of the storylines heading into this next season. But first... I need to tell all you fantasy football players out there to make sure to listen to Vinny Iyer and Locked On Fantasy Football. Vinny's giving you the edge with over 20 years covering fantasy football. Do not listen to the same stuff as everyone else. If you do, then you're just the same. Get the edge from Vinny that will put you ahead on draft day and put you ahead all season long. You can find Locked On Fantasy Football on your favorite podcast provider. Is there anything more craveable than the smell of McDonald's fries? If someone's hiding an order of fries, they're never hiding it well. It takes one whiff to trigger a fry craving that will only be satisfied the McDonald's way. So stand up if you would like to taste the smell of a McDonald's fry right now. Did you just stand? Because if you did, then you earned yourself a trip to the McDonald's drive through for your own steamy carton of crispy golden goodness. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Microsoft Surface and Teams. At CDW, we get the future of remote meetings works differently. Oh, going right from launch directly into a meeting, that could be awkward. But with Microsoft Surface devices with Teams orchestrated by CDW, the future works better. Touchscreen voice capabilities keep Teams engaged and productive, enabling you to always collaborate with confidence. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining. Psst, you have a spinach in your teeth. Thanks for the tip, man. IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Find out more at cdw.com slash surface. What up, everybody? Welcome in. No, you know what? Welcome back 
to Locked On Warriors. I'm your host, Charles T. Hamilton. What's good? Just went over some potential awards for the Warriors in next season. And the obvious ones, like I said, were Steph, MVP, Draymond, Defensive Player of the Year. And obviously those are just potential, you know. They've won them before, so they have a shot to do it again. But the Kavon Looney for most improved player, kind of under the radar, and I think he might actually even have a better chance than Steph or Draymond to to win that award. Because it's hard to... Like, Steph and Draymond are playing against their own greatness right now. It might be hard for Steph to win a third MVP and Draymond a second defensive player of the year. But considering the storylines this year, it's easier than when they were the five-year dynasty, you know, when they were the immediate favorite for every single every single award and, uh, you know, favorite to win the finals every year because you're playing against your own greatness then. Uh, some of the storylines I wanted to look at regarding next year are simple, obvious ones. I mean, I'm not going to be breaking any news because they are obvious. I mean, uh, that's what I liked about the Kavon Looney one is that it was, it's a little less obvious. It flies under the radar, but the main ones are obviously Kevin Durant's departure. How do they deal with that? I think getting D'Angelo Russell obviously was a great move, but the question is, how did you fill in the void? It's a small forward and, Without having seen it on the court yet, I, I don't know if they did a great job. <laughs> Kavon, uh, sorry, Alfonso McKinney, Glenn Robinson, and Alec Burks. And the thing with Robinson and Burks is they're more you know large two guards than they are small forwards. So we'll have to wait and see how it works out, and especially once Clay gets back. And that brings me to my next one: Clay's injury. How do they deal with Clay's injury? When does he come back? Clay mentioned that he doesn't think he'll be back until after the All-Star break. If he comes back for the first game after the All-Star break and plays in every single game, the maximum games he would play in is 27. That's like almost a third of the season. So where... How big of a loss is that to not have Clay for two-thirds of a season? And how good is he when he comes back? And how does it work with... Uh, Steph, D'Angelo Russell, and Clay. And moving on to that, how does it work with Steph and D'Angelo Russell? How will those two work together? It doesn't seem like it'll be a problem initially because it's a point guard, a two guard, and then the rest. But it's just going to be interesting to see. Steph and D'Angelo Russell is going to be one that you're going to have to keep an eye on. And then D'Angelo Russell just himself. How does that work with him being a warrior? Will Steve Kerr change some of his philosophy, run more pick and roll for D'Angelo Russell? Will it be a major stagger between D'Angelo Russell and Steph? Will their styles clash? These are all interesting topics, interesting storylines moving forward. I think it'll work out, but again, until I see it, I just don't know. Steph, MVP, obviously, we just talked about that. He's going to have to be locked in. I think if he plays enough games, yeah, maybe. You know, he'll be in the conversation if he plays enough games. I I don't doubt that. But as far as injuries go, you know, you just never know with him. 
Willie Cauley-Stein, a guy with huge upside that the Warriors got on an incredible deal, uh, just above the minimum. Can he kind of find some consistency with the Warriors that he couldn't find with the Kings? And if not, if he's still the same player he was with the Kings, he'll be a JaVale McGee upgrade, which is still something the Warriors didn't have since JaVale McGee. Obviously, Damian Jones didn't work out. That one will always hurt. I was the last believer in Damian Jones. You know, he's really going to thrive in Atlanta. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Uh, But Willie Cauley-Stein, how's he going to work out? Is he going to start and Kevon Looney come off the bench? How will they split up the minutes? I personally think Willie will play around 20, and then Kevon Looney will play around 28. But we'll just have to wait and see. They said they wanted to bring him in because he's a good pick-and-roll player. So does that mean that they're willing to play more pick and roll for D'Angelo Russell, for Willie Cauley-Stein? And then one of the last ones, obviously, is will the Warriors make the playoffs? I think, look, I think if you have Steph and Draymond healthy enough, they make the playoffs. Well, you know what? Steph, Draymond, and D'Angelo Russell. We have to start throwing D'Angelo Russell in there because now that we know that Clay is going to play less than 30 games, most likely, for the Warriors this year, D'Angelo Russell is going to have a huge role. So as long as those three are healthy, I think I think they do. Now, here's another thing, though. How do they... I'm sure it'll work out naturally, but how do they handle the fact that their first-round pick is protected 1 through 20? You know, when it gets close to the end of the season, do they kind of, tank is the wrong word, do they try and manipulate their record to where they can hang on to their first-round pick? I'd like to, personally. Uh, You guys have heard me go over it. The talent pool in the, you know, 18 through 25 or 14 through 25, however you want to put it, is much deeper than what the Warriors have been picking from when they've been picking 28 through 30. There have been a lot of players that they've missed out on because of how good they are, obviously. I mean, that's what happens. But the talent pool is much deeper just 10 picks earlier. The success rate is much higher than just uh, than it is just 10 picks earlier. So, like I said, I'm sure it'll work out naturally. But if there's a chance towards the end of the season where, well, maybe I can, you know, we're in a good spot. Maybe I can rest Steph and Draymond and, and D'Angelo for a couple games. And maybe the benefit is that is that we get a... Uh, Better chance of keeping our own draft pick. We'll see. This will all work itself out when it comes to the draft pick. And Steve Kerr has also mentioned he doesn't like playing with the basketball god, so to speak. He doesn't like to cheat the game. He thinks uh, you get some karma for that. So I think that's when it comes to extreme tanking and stuff like that. But when it comes to maybe resting some people and the outcome is, hey, maybe we get a shot, a better shot at keeping our pick, I think he'd be fine. But again, we'll have to wait and see. And one of the last ones is who out of the unknown steps up? Who out of the unknown steps up to the point where they have a future with the Warriors? Jacob Evans, Jordan Poole, uh, Eric Paschal, Alan Smilagich, Amari Spellman, who was traded for, or they traded Damian Jones for him. You know, he is more of a stretch big. And... Maybe it's just because of their size. He reminds me of most Spates. But he's also got a silky jumper, and you know, there's, there's some, some game comparisons as well. 
Uh, is it Alec Burks or, you know, does Glenn Robinson have a career revival with the Warriors? Who out of the unknown steps up and proves that they deserve a future with the Warriors? I don't know who it's going to be. But the ones who are going to get those opportunities are Jacob Evans, Jordan Poole, Eric Paschal, uh, Glenn Robinson, Alec Burks. The thing with Omari Spellman, I don't know if he'll get that much of an opportunity. If they decide he deserves one, he'll get it. But they're not just going to, they don't owe him anything. So we'll see what happens. Those are the things looking at uh, moving forward for the Warriors. And uh, all these questions are going to be answered pretty soon. We've got what? Just under two months until the season starts. So get ready. Get ready. I'm going to take a break, come back, wrap this thing up for the day. This is Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today, every answer matters more than ever before. Because whether it's about health, deliveries, or finance, some things just can't wait. That's why IBM is helping businesses manage millions of calls, texts, and chats with Watson Assistant. It's conversational AI designed to help your customers find the answers they need faster, no matter the industry. Let's put smart to work. Visit ibm.com slash Watson Assistant to learn more. Support for this podcast comes from Wild Turkey Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey. Let's tune in to their one-on-one with Jamal, a real bartender from Old Fourth Ward in Atlanta. Making you old-fashioned today with Wild Turkey Bourbon 101. It just really stands up very well in a classic cocktail like the Old Fashioned. It has that perfect boldness. Wild Turkey. Wild Turkey Distilling Company, Lawrenceburg, Kentucky. Copyright 2020, Campari, America, New York, New York. Never compromise, drink responsibly. What up, everybody? Welcome back to Locked On Warriors. Just went over, you know, a lot of storylines for the Warriors going into next season. There's a lot of them, a lot of things to look at. Some of them are the obvious ones. The others are kind of under the radar. And here's one that's, uh, I just, I don't know how to put this, (laughs) but it looks like the Lakers are going to be signing Dwight Howard. And yeah. Look, I don't know. I know they're in a bad spot with Boogie getting hurt. I thought they were thin at the five in the first place, even with Boogie and JaVale McGee. They should have gotten, I don't know why they didn't sign Costa Kufis or, you know, other options that were out there. It, I think Dwight's an underrated person, not person, because every locker room he's been in, they've wrecked him after he left and said he's just terrible to have around. I think he's an underrated player. I think he's a Hall of Fame player. I think his antics off the court and in the locker room have really messed up our view of him as a player. Uh, Remember last year before they signed DeMarcus Cousins, the Warriors had talked about Dwight Howard and actually took a vote on it, and the players said, no thanks. That's the thing. If he was just the player, Dwight Howard... He would have been a perfect fit for the Warriors and would be a good fit for the Lakers too. But we're bringing him back to LA with LeBron and AD and KCP and Rondo. And I, my God, man, I just don't know what the Lakers are doing. And at a certain point, the 
the shine of getting Anthony Davis has to wear off a little bit, especially considering here's the other thing, Anthony Davis, you're a center and you're a great center play center and stop bitching about it. You know, like he wants to be a power forward and LeBron wants to be a small forward. LeBron, you're a power forward at this point, man. And a great one. Like you guys are really going to sacrifice having Dwight Howard on the team just so you can play your preferred position that you're still good at, but you guys are better at playing power forward and center than playing small forward and power forward. So anyways, that just came across. I thought it was pretty funny. I wanted them to sign Mo Spades because shout out Mo Buckets. We all always love Mo Buckets. Um, how the Warriors should sign Mo Buckets. Why not, dude? I am surprised that Mo did couldn't find another, another spot in the league. Like, maybe I just put way too much value on three-point shooting. But anyone that can shoot threes, like, has a shot on my team. I'll tell you that. My imaginary team. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'll be back next week with more Locked On Warriors on the Locked On Podcast Network. Peace. You are Locked On Warriors. Your daily podcast on the Golden State Warriors. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. San Jose Sharks hockey is back, and we've got you covered five days a week at Locked On Sharks. I'm Kyle Demetrius. I'm J.D. Young. I'm Eric Fowle. And together, we make sure you're never without your Sharks programming. Will the Sharks make a trade for a right winger? We got you covered. Will Eric Carlson's groin hold up for the entire season? We've got you covered. Whatever happens with Team Teal every day, we've got you covered at Locked On Sharks five days a week on the Locked On Podcast Network. This is Josh Lloyd, the host of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast, the number one fantasy basketball podcast in the world. If you're looking for information regarding fantasy basketball, recaps of the NBA, this is the show for you. We are heading into the offseason and starting to get ready for the 2020-2021 fantasy season. We'll have all the information on what happens through the rest of the playoffs, free agency, the NBA draft, and then heading into a big 2021 season. So make sure you're checking out the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast.